welcome everybody to the podcast today. My guest today is David McMahon. Um, and David works in an area that is really uh, not, it's kind of overlooked in a lot of ways with the estate planning world. And it's one of the most contentious areas that we get to. He's got a company called Fair Split, and we'll talk about how that goes. And the reason that I, I asked David to be on here is I ran into him in a couple of different places. One was, uh, I think, at Attorneys for Family Health Enterprises, and then uh, at uh, uh, of Planning Institute with John A. And I know you've done a lot of stuff with John A. over the years. Um, so first of all, welcome, and then I'll kind of give a more introduction. Welcome, and thank you for taking the time to be here. Definitely. So as we've talked, you know, over the years, uh, any estate planning attorney, like all of us, we've seen that one of the big sources of family disputes and or hard feelings, even if they don't raise to the dispute level, are issues related to tangible personal property. And it's amazing how many times it's like mom promised something to to the kids and then dad promised something else or mom promised something to the to somebody and then as she got older she gave that to somebody else you know those kind of things you know come up um and i in fact i know an estate jewelry expert down in el paso that wrote a book called uh grandma's million dollar dish rag because she saw so many arguments over things that didn't look like they were big deals and it was almost all personal property um that split up the family so you've actually created not just a process but a a, a system for dividing things uh, personal property between the heirs and that's what really intrigued me so can you just kind of explain how you got into it and what it's all about to, to get started yeah absolutely so this is um I, I guess my fourth or fifth depending on how you count them start up my second one and um uh, web-based software and okay. uh, as an application and I, I really love the ability to use that to reach people wherever they are wherever it's convenient and when I decided I wanted to start another company, I wanted it to be one that uh, really solved a problem. I had done companies that created silly products or we sold a lot of things in retail, filled some landfills, I guess would be <laughs> one way to put it. Uh, <laughs> but I, so I wanted to do something that um, addressed a problem that I had experienced in my own life and that I'd heard from other people. And I thought about two of the most painful times in my life. And one was my father died really young at 46 and... Um, his siblings were all still alive. His mother was alive, my sisters and I, but he lived in a town. My sister had to drive there and clear his apartment quickly. And there was no system. There was no way to help people figure out, well, who would like any of this to remember him by? And he had been doing paintings and he had a guitar and he had some things. And at the end of the day, my sister had to do her best. No one even remembered where the guitar ended up. There's, um, you know, no, we had no record of anything really. And she did her best. But it was awkward for her and awkward for everybody else. And then 14 years into my marriage, I ended up getting a divorce and, you know, dividing things up to create two households out of one. Kind of the same experience, even if you're trying to be friendly and uh, you still need a system, you still need a process to, for it to feel fair. And so I um, hired some software uh, developers and we worked on um, how might this uh be done on a web-based application. So basically we built something to make it easy to upload photos, list the assets, share them with everybody involved, and then have a system to divide. And we thought that was going to be enough, right? We thought, okay, we'll, we'll put it up there and the software will do its thing. But my average user is over 60. Okay. And, and what we learned is there's no reason anyone should be good at this. 
there, you know, most of the time you do it once in your life for your parents and that's it. And so it turns out they needed a lot of handholding and they wanted a lot of handholding. Mm -hmm. So we ended up uh, starting to offer additional services where if they upload the photos, we'll list them. If they want values on them, we can do that. And then most of the families now hire me to be what uh, we call the administrator of the process, not of the whole estate, but just of dividing this, uh, all the stuff, you know, right. the, art, the art, the furniture, the jewelry. And, you know, I've done thousands of these now over the last 12 years. So I can bring a lot of um, uh, wisdom to the table, if you will, and, and kind of help people know, no, this is normal and we can help get you there. So now most of our, uh, the add-on services that we offer in addition to the software subscription is, is kind of the majority of what people really appreciate that we do. Um, so anyhow, so that, that's what I uh, built uh, 12 years ago, and we keep making new iterations and improvements as people uh, give us suggestions. And so it's been it's been awesome. Just not that many people know about it. Well, and, and the thing is, you're right. This is not something that people get any practice at. I mean, you know, maybe you had one with your parents died or something like that, but this is not something that, and and when it comes up, is the worst time in the world for people to be making good decisions. It, it is. There, there's a, a an author, Julie Hall, who talks about, um, she, she's got several books out on dividing estates and the boomer burden. And, and she says that um, uh, 80% of the families that she worked with don't expect to have any conflict and 80% of that 80% do do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she said, it's because when you suffer a loss of your parents, and then you're probably selling your home place that you recognized as your anchor and that, you know, you're, um, it, it can take people back to a, about age eight or 10 emotionally in some ways on the dynamics mm -hmm. and not always, um, it, there's not always conflict. Sometimes people just need a process uh, but what we try to provide is the transparency that everyone can see everything and then the clarity of the process so that everyone feels it's okay, this is fair. I may not get what I want, but at least it was fair. And those two parts, the transparency and the clarity, I think have, have been what has made this appealing to families who use it. I think one of the powerful things that you provide is, is the experience that, that just you saying what you're doing is normal, what you're feeling is normal. It just takes down that whole level of angst. Uh, okay, right. I've had executors uh, 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 burst into tears and going, I just felt so alone doing right. this. Like all my siblings are mad at me. Uh, I, you know, I'm doing my best. I'm overwhelmed. And I go, you know what? You've got a teammate now. You know, we're, we do this all the time. You're doing fine. And let me give you a little guidance and uh, let me know which siblings having trouble. They can call me. We'll, we'll talk through it. And, oh, good. I can't talk to her. I can't talk to her at all. Like, you know, and I go, no, that's fine. She can call me and, you know, we'll get through it. And so, uh, yeah, it's been, I, I would say the families, we've had families that, that the, the real payback has been the appreciation and the absolute uh, uh, relief that families have found using Spare Split and our, and, and our added services. Yeah. Well, and the other piece of this is we talked about a little before we got on here. This is not something we estate planning attorneys do well. I mean, we don't talk about the tangible personal. We'll talk about the real estate. We'll talk about the business. We all like, the tangible personal property is that piece that's oh yeah, make a list or you know something like that. And, and I know you and John A have worked on this over over time. So talk a little bit about about that. Well, you know the the typical wording is some version of and divide everything else equally among the siblings. Right. 
Um, you know, at the end of the day, that's kind of uh, the majority of the guidance you get. Um, and sometimes it's even worse if they try to create a plan that says, okay, I want the oldest to go first and then the second and then the third. And then coming back, I want it to be the middle child for, well, if they put that kind of specifics in, it's hard for our software to, to make all that happen too. So sometimes, but, but 90% of the time, it's not enough instruction. Um, for example, no guidance on, um, uh, you know, rarely do the siblings all live driving distance to mom's house. Yeah. So there's, there's usually no guidance provided on, okay, if, if a sibling chooses that, who's paying for packing and shipping it to them? Are, are they responsible for it or is the estate going to pay for it? Um, you know, there's other things. Should things be appraised? Are we actually going to equalize values? Are we going to have people write checks to the estate or pull it out of the uh, proceeds of the sale of the house? If that's not explicitly stated, um, half the siblings will have very strong opinions one way and half will be the other way. Um, the other thing I would say is that it has not mattered if it was a two bedroom. Right wide trailer or if it was a multinational estate the same issues came up across all of it um fairness um you were always mom's favorite right this isn't fair uh i was always i'm i'm the black sheep i know i'm i'm, I'm not going to get my share all the same issues uh come up across all levels of wealth and with the, we're i mean i we talked about this in one of our tra uh, trainings one time and the guy raised his hand he goes i'll give you an example I said, what's that? And he said, my my grandma died and my mom and, and her sister were dealing with it. And she'd lived in the same house for 60 some years. So my mom's down in the basement, cleaning out the basement. She finds these old peaches that have been down there for 60 years and she's carrying them upstairs to throw them away. Just as she gets to the top of the stairs, my aunt pulls up, rolls down the window and goes, half of those are mine. Right? <laughs> rotten peaches. <laughs> yeah, and they're rotten peaches. Like you got them all, but, but it is. There's an emotional time and without any kind of instruction and like you said it's different now than in the days when everybody lived within 10 miles um because you know if you haven't been there in a while you don't even know what's in there or you you know forget what's in there and so yeah, you know the other thing that we find is uh, it would be so helpful if people came to us early in the process because the other thing that happens um they get off on such a wrong foot like um a lot of times the person who's made executor is very good at making decisions you know maybe it's the oldest sibling and they're just like um clockwork you know we're gonna tick 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 i'm gonna get this done well uh when people are highly emotional about having lost a parent and let's say the older brother comes in and you know uh, orders a dumpster outside the house and just starts willy-nilly just throwing all this stuff he sees as junk away um it's often likely that those siblings other siblings some of them may never speak to him again right because you know one man's junk is another person's treasure it's never more true than a family dividing things so we tell people please don't just go throwing things out until you get some consensus okay nobody wants this this and this and you can do that so easily. You you know take the pictures, put them up online, invite the family to all look in. Let get get one day of feedback before you start putting things in the dumpster. Right. Um, Rod, I think I told you the story about the wealthiest family we've worked with so far, and you would know the name. Famous, uh, uh, several siblings, uh, the most contentious, all worth millions, and we were dividing millions. They uh, they were worth hundreds of millions. We were dividing millions in artwork, presidential letters. Uh, the thing I remember the most is two sisters wanted the old wooden rolling pen. 
right. Um, it, you know, they, their their mom helped uh, taught them to bake pies and biscuits with it, and they wanted to pass it and teach their granddaughters how to do it. And they hated each other, and they both thought that they should get it, and nothing to do with money. And that easily would go for twenty five cents at a garage sale, right. um, or get thrown out as junk by the oldest brother. So you just have to be. A, it's a minefield. Uh, yeah. It's a potential minefield. And um, so, you know, we, we changed our slogan a few years ago, Rod, to divide things, not families. Oh, that's we, oh thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I forget what we had before. It was something like um, listing and dividing personal yeah. property made easy. Well, you know what? That didn't. Yeah. Yes, it does that. But what really was happening is uh, try to preserve the family relationships through the process. And a lot of times, you know, the person who's picked to be that person, you know, to, to make those decisions is the logical one who has no feelings. And, you know, that would be me, right? Uh, but there's other people in the family who have this emotional attraction, like you said, things that most people would look at and go in the dumpster, you know? And if if you ask up front, then you ha- you can fix it. Once it's in the dumpster, too late. I mean, there's nothing you can it do. Is, it is. It is. And, and sometimes, um, you know, siblings haven't had a lot of contact. Maybe they only meet once a year. Sometimes maybe it's been years. And, right. and this is bringing them together for the first time in a long time. And and they really do come in with baggage. Uh, they'll come in with the history of who was the favorite, who was the black sheep, who did this to me wrong, you know. Right. Um, and they bring all that extra in. And so um, we we really try to let them know that, hey, in our software system, not to be impersonal or to, but you're zeros and ones in our software. (laughs) We we don't know one from the other. And so if we can just move forward with this, you're not going to have to have, you know, contact and all that. But um, I don't know why I enjoy it. I I enjoy working through people thinking they're not going to get through it well and then helping them do it. Uh, And they're not all contentious. Some of them really and truly just need a process. They just don't even know how to approach it. Well, and you have, one of the things that you do is provide, like standards that that help people. I mean, you know, I've had situations where somebody walks in, they stand in the middle of the room, and they like click. You know, they take pictures around the room of all these things. And my aunt and uncle, for example, they collected uh, salt and pepper shakers, and they had a full bookcase full of salt and pepper shakers. Okay. And one of my cousins stood back in the back of the thing, took a picture, and said, "Here it is." You couldn't see any of that salt and pepper shaker. <laughs> you know, I had right. no idea. So just the you know, with the clarity that you need, how close do you need to be to get this picture so that people can actually make a decision? Well, so what they can do, I've heard of families doing this, they'll, uh, they can, you know, it can be a little overwhelming for mom and if mom's still sitting there and you start taking pictures of we're going to, when you're gone, we're taking all this, right? Right. <laughs> but if she's on board and recognizes this is an issue, um, they can get one of the grandkids even that's good with the camera to just go watch our video and then go room by room while people are there yeah and you know and if there's things that were promised to people notes can be put on them or or notes in the system um the other thing that is a positive thing and i uh, it's kind of buried in my blogs from five six years ago is um we recommended get grandma or grandpa to tell a story about two or three things that are memorable and mean something to them Uh, like a one minute Mm-hmm. One minute video and just record them talking about the history behind that item. When, you know, when when they bought it on their honeymoon in Europe and they did this or whatever, we found it was so cute. I had my mother-in-law do it and she had this little 
little jewelry box container and it had two dogs on it. And um, that's what she picked to talk about. And she wanted to dress up, get a nice sweater, her pearls on and do her hair. Yeah. And I said, we were going to record it. And it turns out one of her best friends had actually hand painted that those were her two golden retrievers she had. Oh, and they painted it. And she just loved it. She thought it was so special. It easily could have gotten just donated with it, no one knowing the story. And the other thing I tell people is I, I, I considered my uh, paternal grandmother probably my best friend through my teen years in college, just my stable right. good friend, you know. Uh, have pictures of her, uh, even some home video movies, old the old 8mm. 8mm, yeah. <laughs> um, I cannot remember her voice. And it would have been such a treasure to have her in her voice telling some story about something. And so uh, people can do that and they can even upload it into FairSplit. And uh, it, the, the file will reside there and anybody can just click on it and download it to their, their own devices. But we encourage people to do that too. But again, that's, uh, that's planning. Mm -hmm. Thinking and ahead. Leg and legacy thinking ahead and very few people do it. But uh, at the it was a treasure. I, I shared it with our family. It was my wife's mom. And they were like, oh, my gosh, I got tears in my eyes, you know, watching her tell that story and everything. And so and it is so different now. I mean, it wasn't that long ago when we first started this to get the family story on video it was like a thousand dollars a minute or, you know, and right. now if you got an iPhone, you, if you got a smartphone, <laughs> you're, it's, you're in. it's so easy. Yeah. And these new ones with the portrait thing and the yeah. fades out. That I mean, it's beautiful. So, yeah, um, cool. That would be that to me. That would be uh, uh sad to not have grandma's voice and she's gone yeah she's yeah and i and that it's especially and and like my mom we just had her 90th birthday okay. um, and so and and she when you go over there she'll start with okay now are there any of these pictures that you want and this you know and she'll start telling and so uh i think there's a lot of people who would like that i mean like she would really? She'd love that. Uh, if the yeah, family. and she can, you know, you can set up an account for and help get the grandkids to help her upload and maybe, you know, uh, yeah. any of that, any of that, having them involved is super helpful. You know what we tell people, and I, I'm glad I have it here on the desk. I almost forgot. So I tell people, um, put on your air hat, <laughs> your H-E-I-R -E hat. Right. And, and when you're doing the photos, when you're thinking through the process, Think about all the heirs, the grandkids, the, the the kids of the heirs that they may be making decisions for. And is there anything like, you know, when you look at that, that dinner bell, well, you know, mom used that to call us. Somebody probably wants that. That's an easy. Yes. The, dad, those thin ties. You know what? The grandsons, those are trendy now. You know, that, right. that's kind of cool to wear grandpa's. You know? So I tell people, try to put on that air hat and like with the salt and pepper shakers. Nobody wants that whole cabinet of them. Right. But if you'll take, you know, pictures of two at a time and with your, you know, with your camera phones, it's so quick. Just click, 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 click. Right. All along the top shelf and then upload them in our system and let, you know, if everybody says, no, I don't want them. Fine. It didn't take you that long. Right. And um, it, you can legitimately then donate them or sell them. Yeah. yeah. And that's the big thing when you're, you know, if nobody wants it, that's fine. You, you wasted a little bit of time. If somebody wanted it, you've wasted a lifetime. I mean, it's like, you're, or you're in battle for a lifetime. And I know what you're talking about. I mean, psychologists tell us that when all the kids get together, I don't care how old they are, they all become their, you know, eight to 12 year old self. I mean, that's whatever the, whatever the baggage was back then, the hierarchy, you know, that's comes back out. I mean, whether they're 50 or 80 or whatever. 
Um, so that's, you know, that's pretty amazing. Now explain a little bit about just what the software looks like. I mean, what's so when, yeah. So, so we have a, we call it a must watch video that really just tells people how to walk through room by room and take a couple of big pictures, three or four of the room showing everything, but then do the close-ups of just one picture of each item or each item that will be a selected item in the process. Like if it's a pair of matching chairs, take one picture of the pair of chairs. Okay. So, so you want to do single pictures of the things to be chosen room by room and then um, get those uploaded into our system. And then you can either have us list from those photos. You literally click on the photo and type what's in it and then click okay. Uh, or you can hire us to do it. We're, we're happy to do it. Um, once everything's loaded, you invite all the family members in. And there's some little nuances here. Like we tell if there's five siblings and then they'll go, well, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to do the five siblings first. And then we're going to do the grandkids next after that. And so we're going to have 22 people dividing. And I go, you know what? That sounds good in theory, but you're requiring people to pinky swear that when the siblings are making choices, they're not secretly making choices for their daughter. <laughs> and then it's going to be obvious to someone that they were, and then that's going to make them upset. So I usually encourage them to invite the grandkids to log in as observers, but only have the siblings making the choices and have the grandkids submit what they're interested in to their parents mm -hmm. and for them to incorporate that into their choices. Because again, it's, it's, you know, that idea that we're going to get this pinky swear agreement that everybody's going to follow that rule. It's better to eliminate, eliminate those, um, things. So, so then they, so they log in. Okay. So then we have a three-step process. It's basically the first round we call it is the asset review round, the yes or no. Does anyone want any of this? And if there's a thousand <laughs> items listed, you're usually down to five or 600 at least that uh, anybody wants. So those other 450 immediately can be switched to sell or donate. And you can mm -hmm. literally even invite the, the state sales agent to log in and print the report and get start planning. Mm -hmm. The next round is an optional round, but over half the people use it. It's called the emotional value round. And that is to try to get the most wanted items out of the way, regardless of who got first in the picking order or what. So it's like a silent auction. Uh, you use points. I usually give everyone 500 points. And if there's five kids, I'll say, you can put points on up to six items. You can put one point on it. If nobody else puts a point on it, it's yours, or you can put 450 points, 490 points. And if you win it, it's yours. And so you're not, you're not bidding like an auction cash against each other. It's, it's who wants it most. Right. And that's usually where the painting over the mantle, the, the dinner, dinner bell, the, you know, dad's ukulele, those kind of things. That's usually when that goes. Right. And so then once that's done, we go to the selection order round. And that is more familiar to people. It's more like a um, uh, draw straws and take turns. Or if anyone has done fantasy sports, we actually use that model. Okay. Um, where you, uh, in a round, you would take the items of interest to you and move them from the available column into I'm, I'm interested column. And then you rank those top to bottom. So then our software, if there's three kids, it would go one, two, three. Three, two, one. It takes the top item remaining on each person's list and just goes, it does it instantly. Right. And so it awards everything. And, and if we usually do 150, 200 items in that round, so maybe the last 
uh, two or three rounds would be done that way. But the whole process, we, we have divided, um, got a call from a family, Massachusetts, that had a, a big farmhouse, five kids, 1,500 items got listed. <laughs> they, they wanted to have the house cleared out within three weeks because they had put it on the market thinking it would take six months to sell. Sold the first day. Uh, <laughs> the buyer wanted a quick close, you know, wanted everything done. And so they called me. They said, okay, we looked online. We found, is there any way this can happen? I go, oh, yeah, for sure. We can make that happen. You know, you, yeah. you work all weekend taking the photos, upload them. We'll list it. We got everything divided. The kids picked up all their things or had it shipped to them, got the house cleared in less than three weeks. Yeah. So it it's possible. Yeah. Well, and the, and you said it earlier. A lot of this is all about transparency and, you know, a fairness, an agreement. And once there's the agreement, what the agreement is doesn't really matter. I mean, I had I had one family that they had a deal where everybody, you know, you could list your first, second, third, fourth, fifth choices. Okay, you got 15 things. They all listed them. And if there were two people that had the first choice, um, then they could negotiate if they wanted to. But if they couldn't agree, it was rock, paper, scissors, two out of three. I mean, you know, and and they agreed to that up front. And this is a billion-dollar state. And, you know, they agreed to this up front. And you would think that they would be really technical about it. But as long as it's this is what the thing is, then it's fair. I mean, you know, if it I it is, and, and yeah, that's the know, key. Our, our our videos explain it, our 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 instructions explain it, and they can call and and we talk. So yeah, it it, it is fair, and it's like um, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, but at right. least it was fair on right. on, on how, how you do it. Yeah. And it's not arbitrary. I mean, that's the you know, no. and and everybody that that other piece of the transparency is is huge because if anybody thinks that somebody else had knowledge that they didn't have even if they don't care at the at the time they do care later right you know well and that's why most of the family started having me serve as administrator because a lot of times it would be the executor or trustee that found this and often they're a participant in the process and right. so so real or perceived they had concerns their siblings would think they had some unfair advantage so they basically just recuse themselves, um, you know, which has become a popular term. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So they recuse themselves and and just have me serve as that independent kind of arbitrator for the process. And it takes away even the appearance. Then it does. There's, you know. Yeah. Exactly. It's real or perceived. It doesn't matter which. It's it, it's still a problem. Yeah. It, it's uh, it's an interesting process, and uh, yeah, I, I appreciate you giving me the chance to share with you. Yeah, and, and like I said, this is a process that anybody who's dealt with an estate knows can be a problem. And yeah, and almost everybody has a story. Right? They do. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> yes. Somewhere along the line, they've either experienced it or they know a story about it. And so, right. uh, it's not like this is theory. Uh, this this really happens. Now, do you actually go take pictures sometimes, or is it you just give them examples of how to do it? You know, if they're in this um, Los Angeles, Ventura, Santa Barbara area, um, yes, I, I, okay. I've gone to, to do that. We partner with local people around the country in Canada, even in Australia, that that are specialists in, in uh, downsizing people, especially moving them from one house to another. Mm -hmm. So um, we often partner with them and have them go in and take the pictures, get everything done, uh, loaded into our system. And then once the division process is, is done, then they... Um, have the local resources to know where to donate things, who can actually okay. sell things and then get things packed up and get the house cleared out. So we're, we're not a full end to end, but we have local partners in most areas that can do that for the family. Yeah. 
And it really is. I mean, I like what you said about bringing the next generations and the stuff. Cause like when my dad died, it was my brother and I, and you know, we looked at them junk, 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 junk. And then my daughter happened to walk in. She goes, no. And he looked at me and I looked at him and he goes, I need to call my kids. Don't I, I go? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, um, you know, we don't get as much into the planning part. I, I thought, uh, Right, I think I'm going to share. I thought when I first started this that a third of our business would be estate planning, a third would be divorces, and a third would be estate settlement. And it has proven to be well over 90% estate settlement. Uh, people don't work in the planning part aggressively early enough. Uh, for whatever reason, the divorces seem to be wanting to duke it out or save the money or something. I, I, I don't know. But the estate settlement has created this pain point. The executor is already overwhelmed. They're just right. just just completely overwhelmed. And so when they learn about us, like we're relieving a pain, uh, really acute pain point. And so that's really where our business has come from is uh, uh, for the trustees, for the for the executors, but then now also the you know wealth advisors and people who can let the family know there is there is a solution out there. There is an option, yeah, and that and and for the advisor that can do that, the professional that brings it to them, they're a hero. I mean, because now, you know, they they brought something that's really practical to them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now when you think about, it, I maybe should have done this earlier. When we start this this conversation, what or what are like three or four main takeaways that people are listening to this? You go, I hope they got this. Uh, yeah, I would say that with today's cameras, um, it's just so easy to provide that transparency, uh, full disclosure to let everyone be involved, regardless of where they live, regardless of their schedules. You you can get it posted. And, you know, and I forgot to mention, too, about five years ago, we switched to a free model that if all you're using us for is to upload the photos, list everything, share it with your family, you guys want to get on the phone and divide it or you think you can do it that way. It's completely free to use okay. or if you're just in the planning process. But so so the main thing is to recognize that it's not that hard to actually be transparent. So please do. Um, and then the second thing I would say is get that clarity ahead of time, the understanding of the process, what everyone's agreeing to. And I would say that would include who's paying shipping, packing and shipping if someone chooses it that lives two states over. Does right. the estate pay for it or is each person responsible? And that greatly affects whether someone will choose it or not. You know, right. if I'm gonna if I'm gonna have to pay the freight and shipping, I'm not choosing any furniture. It'll cost more to ship it than the value. I, you know, I'm gonna choose more jewelry and uh, maybe a couple of pieces of art. Mm-hmm. So that needs to be before anyone starts dividing and awarding things, you need to know what's the what's the role, what's uh, the requirement in that area. So the, just the rules of the game. I mean, basically. Rules of the game. Yeah. yeah the other one that comes up is, uh, you know, let's say you're in an estate that doesn't fall into the uh, quarter million or half million of personal property where you have to list it for tax purposes. Right. And, but it's just like, um, are you going to approximate values of things? And is whoever gets more, let's say it's a hundred thousand dollar estate of items. If somebody gets 60 and two other kids get 20, does the person that got 60, does he owe the estate, you know, uh, equalization, another 30 that can be divided by the others? A lot of times the answer is yes, they want to do that. And then we try to help them get realistic values, not um, not insurance appraisal replacement values, but what would it really get after you pay commission to the estate sales company, after you pay commission to the uh, the auction house? Right. 
so that it's a, a kind of a fair bottom dollar equalization. But then there are other families that go, you know what, there's a dozen items that maybe we care about. So can we do those in a round by themselves so everybody can get some of those better? But the rest of it, nobody cares about values. And so, but it's getting it dealt with up front. Like right. what are those? Right. The other one is if you're not going to use fair split, uh, if you're going to do this in person or do um, uh, typically, I would say, do not have the spouses or partners involved, uh, not in an on-site location. I mean, the, the tensions are enough between the siblings and uh, somebody always has that wife or husband that nobody really likes. Right. And it just adds an element not needed. So um, and now in our system, if the partner wants to be over your shoulder while you do your computer selections, doesn't hurt anything. Um, but yeah, then it's just you and your partner. It's not affecting everybody else in the room. It's right? not affecting anybody. Yeah. And and we recommend that too. I mean, this is the other thing about our system better than in person. If there is some kind of conflict or um, the, uh, it can affect what people are choosing. Like maybe I'm not choosing what I want. If I'm kind of mad at my brother, I'm going to choose that because I don't want him to get it. I know right. he wants it. But what happens more often, I think, is like that, let's say the accommodating baby sister, she doesn't choose something she wants because she's pretty sure her older sister wanted it. She kind of looked over there like she wanted it, right? Right. So she doesn't choose it. And then the sister doesn't choose it. And then if some brother gets it, that gives it to, you know, and all of a yeah. sudden you're starting to get things involved that aren't true choices. So our system eliminates that also. Because you're just, you're in front of a computer screen. You don't know what everybody's. Right. 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 Cool. Okay, so now, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, or you know, and you said it's free and all this stuff, is it just fairsplit.com? Fairsplit.com. Sign up for a free account. Use it however you would like. Uh, they can upgrade to use our rounds, our division process, or hire us to help in any way. Um, but again, I, I over half the families that that create accounts with us, they just get everything listed, and maybe they get on a Zoom call and divide it themselves, and. Uh, we're just happy to make it available to them. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's and because and it's it's amazing. Like I said at the very beginning, it's amazing how many disputes there are and long term hard feelings over things that people had no idea were going to be an issue. It just wasted money. I mean, a lot of times they can't come up with a process to get it done. So the solution ends up being let's rent two twenty foot storage buildings, have right. everything moved to those. We'll deal with it. And it turns out six, seven years from now, right. yeah. <laughs> paying all those fees. And then you've got to unbox it all because nobody took the Pictures. trouble to really catalog what went into the storage building. So it's a start over. Right. And probably things got damaged between the double moves and things. So now we tell people, please don't let it go to storage. We can get this done for you in a weekend if you want. Let's just, you know. Uh, don't don't prolong don't do the slow band-aid pull right <laughs> well and like you said then you always you always have the risk of damage you know as you're moving things around something gets dropped so yeah absolutely absolutely so, all right well thank you very much for this and this is an important issue i mean this is one of those things that people will watch the podcast now and then later on when it's their life and it's their you know their issue they'll come back to because it impacts all of us um and uh, and it's like I said, it's not something that we attorneys did a good job of of planning on. I know, like you and John A worked on a you know draft letter letter of instructions that because this never got talked about. Uh, you know, I was I was going to mention that on, when you go to our home our homepage, there's a a tab called resources, 
Mm-hmm. And if you go to resources, it has that draft letter of instruction that, okay. you and I talk, that John A. and I worked on. Um, it's there along with a new uh, YouTube video series I'm doing called calling Dividing with David, uh, Dividing Things with David for Estates. And I've got one to three minute videos that talks about some of what we're doing and just some other helpful tips and resources on that page. So I'm okay. glad you brought that up, that letter of instruction. It would, If we catch people in the planning stage, it would help. But it also is a good checklist for people about to start it that don't have the guidance to kind of nail down all those issues listed before they start. Right. Great. All right. Well, thank you very much. And hopefully, you know, people who are listening to this, uh, go on the website because there is a lot of stuff there and take some time and looking at the resources. Um, and, you know, just the fact that you have these things that, that are free, I think is is amazing uh, because it is something to affect all of us. So thanks a lot. Thank you, Rod.